0: Hello and welcome to the Comic Literate Podcast, the podcast where we do deep dives into comic books, graphic novels, and penny dreadfuls. Today I'm your host Jamie, and with me is your gregarious
1: host, Ryan. You forgot mangas. Fuck you. <laughs> well, fuck you, right? I bet you, because that you did that without any warning, so you were <laughs> expecting me to be like, oh, bloody hell, I wasn't <laughs> expecting to do it. I was like, nope, I picked up exactly the mistake <laughs> Without even being ready, I knew exactly where you made the mistake. How are we? It's a B at best.
0: (laughs) B minus.
1: Do you know what though? You read it off a screen, don't you? I do. I do. And like you just heard me saying it about twenty times now. Yeah, maybe it's not that impressive, but I'm quite pleased with myself. I mean, it shows you're paying attention at the very least. I sound like a teacher who's like no the good parts of you (laughs) you do pay attention at the very least
0: we we used to call that a shit sandwich when i was teaching
1: oh yeah 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 Uh, so good so yeah you paid attention you missed a bit you're always on time
0: yeah 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 yeah.
1: we'll put it like that
0: the bread are the compliments and Mm. then the cheap sandwich meat filling Mm. is your kids thick
1: also you stole one of my descriptors, so you couldn't even bring. Because if you notice, dear listeners, I I bring a new one every week, and you didn't do that. Uh yeah, but I,
0: what 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 was it going to be this
1: week? Do you want to know, or do you want me to save it for next week? No, I want to know. I was going to be eloquent. Oh, my eloquent co-host. Oh, that's really sweet. And now next week is going to be, I'm going to try and find a one word description for pale imitation. <laughs> and that's going to be your description from now on.
0: <laughs> the doppelganger.
1: <laughs> I mean, doppelganger applies like in, in, like identical
0: in every way. Yeah.
1: What's the one where it's like the t- my intro and your intro are fighting and a third party is holding a gun and both our intros are going... I'm the real one, shoot him. No, I'm the real like, you know, like You I, mean that Spider-Man frame, don't you? No, no, it's more like a trope of like it's like a, a general film trope. It's yeah. like shoot the real one. Yeah. And then the one they shoot yours. And then Mike goes, How did you know? It's like they didn't say mangas. <laughs> and then the screen
0: fades to black. Yeah. I mean, I just do you know what, right? I wanted to be a little bit disruptive with the intro, but I knew you'd be really resistant if I did something weird again. Because a new corner that I would like to do right at the top today, and I've not warned
1: you, is... He hasn't, people. Ladies and gentlemen, he has not.
0: Literally, I want to do Ryan and Jamie's comment of the week. Right. Um, and so I'd like to read to you a a YouTube comment.
1: and I'm, <laughs> I'm going to find it now. Is it? Was it the really good one or the really bad one? <laughs> It was the really bad one. Oh, brilliant!
0: Um, so, if you remember, we did an episode on a the Alan Moore Superman comic, and on our short, Ryan chose to highlight the section where we talked about Superman's dad being a Nazi, space Nazi specifically, space Nazi. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm just I'm just pulling the comment up now, um, because this is my comment of the week. Um, this commenter said. Oh, Ryan, you're going to have to read it because my YouTube app won't give me the comment. It says oh no God. comments yet.
1: Okay, so I'm going to attempt to, I mean, we, well, okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me, give me a minute. Okay, so the comment that gracefully made its way into our lives yep. was, I'm not going to quote or anything, general rule up top if uh do not go seeking out this comment or replying to it let's just leave them in the wild i mean it won't be hard to find but no, yeah <laughs> but let's just leave them out in the wild just yeah. view from afar like a yeah, safari absolutely. you know we're not yeah. interacting but we do not feed the troll exactly yes we just laugh about it because absolutely. it's funny and this uh uh esteemed gentleman i assume <laughs> oh definitely <laughs>
0: definitely has a penis
1: left a comment on the superman's dad's a space nazi uh basically saying and i'll do a voice which i assume it was written with the yeah, with on. the with the attitude of um actually nazis were socialists so they are more related to liberals who are left wings wings in plural yeah not, absolutely not wing. um and we we got a good chuckle oh i made my day I especially, I like the literal interpretation. <laughs>
0: of national socialism.
1: Yes. <laughs> because this is the kind of person who, uh, and I can't remember the, the name off the top of my head, but the political party, and I use political party in quotes, yeah. um, of North Korea has democratic in the name, doesn't it? It's like yeah. the Democratic Party of North Korea, whatever. This is the kind of person who read that and go, well, obviously they're a democratic country. The party's got democratic <laughs> in the name. Just- like. Oh, I made my fucking day. It was a good one. It was a it was a a good show that people are processing <laughs> our content in in exactly the way it was intended and responding in it in a way that makes me makes us feel special. Like yeah. we've we've changed a life, you know. So, today,
0: Ryan, I've well, just I've just taken I've kind of like taken over hosting duties and
1: I'm really enjoying it. I mean, you're enjoying it up until we get to the main part of the of the episode. Because today we're talking about a DC comic. I'll tell you what. I'll give you. I'll give yeah. you a little something. What Is it? Has... A hand job? No. That well, that'd be a little something. Yes, but oh, that's unkind. <laughs> I was trying to connect. True. Trying to connect the. the <laughs> trying to connect the bits. I was going to give you at least an opportunity just to say. What is it that this reading this comic has taken you away from that you uh, would like to mention? Well, what is probably going to be the game of the year? Uh, Elden Ring. No. Um, <laughs> do you know what? I know it came out last year, but it's my game of the year every year.
0: I keep wanting to call it by the title of its predecessor. I've been playing Zelda Tears of the Kingdom.
1: And it's really good. So I we mentioned this up top. We briefly spoke before the podcast because yeah. so, sometimes we have to acknowledge each other before we start recording. yeah we don't just
0: i love the idea that you walk in in silence
1: set up two microphones and then go
0: hello and welcome yeah exactly yeah
1: <laughs> but we and we it, it's like it's like a curtain that you come behind you set up before i get <laughs> here. it's like a weird arrangement but i i remarked earlier that i i'm not play these games i i only hear great things about them i'm i'm 100% believe that they are as amazing as everyone says. Yeah. Um what I found interesting about this one was that no one was I didn't hear much news about it. And I thought to myself that must mean it's great because the expectations yeah. based on Breath of the Wild must have been high. So the only news that would have come about was if it was less than expected. And I didn't hear that so I assumed it must have been great.
0: Oh yeah, and it yeah, it is it is as good as I expected it to be. And the new mechanics that they've added build on what was in Breath of the Wild beautifully. So much fun. It's an RPG that allows creativity. It's it's really, it's really, I think it'll be game of the year. I it,
1: honestly think it's going to be game of the year. It's one of those games that, and this is the most wanky pretentious way you could talk about games. One of those games that that make you go, you know what? Video games can be art, you know?
0: Yeah. And I
1: think what's what's incredible about it
0: is I've seen articles written by people by developers who have played have been playing it and said I don't know how Nintendo got Switch to do this. Well, so the physics in it is stunning. Mm. The physics the the, ga- the game itself is really reliant on the physics and the physics are really good and they're kind of better than the Switch should be capable of, apparently. Because mm. it's not a particularly powerful console, is it? It's a handheld console from, what, like four years ago? Yeah. Um, it's, not a, it's not a new console and it's not a particularly powerful console and yet this really good game is running on it beautifully with really minimal bug bugs and
1: issues. It's funny you mention that because I saw a meme recently, which yeah. was uh, it was a Simpsons clip and it was, Dad... Hit in the back of his son's head yeah and the dad was the new uh, Zelda yeah and the son was the latest Pokemon game oh, and the dad was going I was going see that's how you make use of the switch technology and make a good game
0: yeah because because I'm, I'm a big Pokemon fan aren't I
1: yeah I and saw I, clips of that and it looked horrible
0: it was it's still super janky to the point that I am in a um, nuzlocking subreddit and a shiny hunting subreddit for Pokemon. And most of the people I see shiny hunting are still doing it in either Sword Sword and Shield or Legends Arceus. Like, people are not hitting Scarlet and Violet as hard as they hit Sword and Shield for the shiny hunting, Mm. because it's just so such a janky experience.
1: The thing is, it's not even just bugs that could be repaired later, because unfortunately, the state of video games these days, that's most games that come out. Mm. It's not even that. It's the core thing is just bad it's just not good and like i saw a a view um from one part and it compared the view the landscape yeah to breath of the wild which was like almost 10 years ago breath of the Wild's a fucking wii u game Mm. not even a switch game and the the comparison one looked like beautiful artwork and the other one was like could you only make the landscape with squares and i don't mean pixels i mean like cube blocks and the
0: thing with pokemon is they were so they introduced a gliding mechanic Mm. and a climbing mechanic and a delineated open world all of the things that make breath of the wild wonderful they just did a really bad job of implementing it all and i remember playing it thinking What I want is Breath of the Wild, where instead of swinging a sword, I send out a Pokemon and control it. Mm, That's what I want from a Pokemon game I think that's
1: a very common desire amongst the fan base from what I hear.
0: Yeah, no, I don't want a Pokemon game that plays like a Pokemon game from the 90s. What I want as a Pokemon fan now is an incredible open world RPG with lots of exploration really really like not linear story and yeah we're just not i don't i don't think we're ever gonna get it mm. um but i'm satisfying myself with tears of the kingdom because it is honestly it's worth you getting a switch for it's worth you getting a switch for right
1: if i suddenly have a bunch of free time it'll be on my like 10th list of things <laughs> that i have need need to wait for free time to do
0: 100% wouldn't recommend playing it on a you know the switch Lite, the purely handheld one yeah yeah 100% I've only been playing it docked. Yeah, that makes sense. I've only been because it's too pretty. It's too pretty and it's too detailed. Like it doesn't I don't I mean it plays just fine handheld, but mm. I don't I've I've I played about half an hour handheld and instantly went out of bed. back to my living room to dock it so i could play it on the tv again because it's just so good fair fair enough but that's enough about because if i talk about tears of the kingdom i'm gonna stop this podcast and just start playing it again
1: that i will physically try and restrain you from (laughs) doing that uh one more thing before we get into the main course is uh we do have a brief mention of a um a podcast app or website or whatever Uh, you might call it this is really cool we've uh the I don't know what the aggregator maybe I don't know, but basically a podcast app called Pocket Casts has added us uh, very kindly to a list of podcasts for under the title Geek Speak. I don't know why they thought that would apply to us uh, geeks. Yeah, like, I know, right? Well, nerds, obviously. Yeah, get get it right. But <laughs> although
0: but, what's funny, Ryan, is that we're on that list for three weeks, and this podcast is going to come out in four weeks' time. <laughs> So we will be off the list for the time they hear
1: this. Well, put it this way. <laughs> By that point, to all the people who have found us through the list, yeah. thank you and welcome aboard. And um, also th- a big thank you to Pocket Cast. Exactly. Because it's the
0: first time something like this has happened to us and it's really exciting and it's
1: really flattering. And one thing I will say as well is this is 100% true. I've shown you this on my phone. Pod- Pocket Cast is my podcast listening yep. app. is the one I use. Like the best one I've used. I'm not even. We're not being paid at all to advertise them. I'm just saying it, it was lucky yeah. that the one I used was the one that was like, "Hey, we're going to put you on the list." And I was like, "Great, I, I use you already." So if you are someone who has found us through one of the other apps, give Pocket Casts a go. Yeah, it's been great for me, and it'll probably be great for you as well. I'm gonna try it. I don't use it, so I'm go- I'll give it a try and I'll report back next week. And instantly, just looking at some of the other podcasts on the list they look pretty good we've got um what's good games uh digital folklore which there sounds was very a interesting dungeons
0: and dragons one that i thought looked quite good
1: yep uh dumb dumbs and dragons which uh which looks very good and there's also a dr dc podcast yeah sp- we're an
0: esteemed company
1: aren't we and speaking of dc fuck dc <laughs> <laughs> that brings us swiftly back to the main course which is uh a title that well it's a bit of a tie-in there's a film coming out, the new Flash film. Don't
0: tell them how shameless we are.
1: Look. Don't do it. It's, in, it's the game, baby. We, we play the game to win. I want my credibility back. You've taken it from me. Don't hate the player. Hate. Uh, don't hate the game either, because <laughs> we, need it. we need it for traffic and SEO. <laughs> but basically, there's a big film coming out Flash, but I thought, what better time than to go back and retro review in a way the... 2011 title uh Flashpoint which was the Flash crossover comic um that basically kind of retconned in canon the DC universe for, a, yeah. for so it's a big pivotal point of the DC Comics universe um And this is also kind of why we did last week 8 Billion Genies. Because I thought...
0: (laughs) You have to give Jamie something interesting. (laughs) Let's
1: give Jamie a good one before we do one that might not be up his alley quite as... Might not be his cup of tea, some might say. I know which alley I'd like to take it up. The one where uh, Batman's parents died? (laughs) Yeah, fucking A. Just to hope I can get rid of Bruce as well. Ooh. Ooh. Well, um... little bruce
0: as well jesus christ i really didn't like this comic
1: Uh, so (laughs) getting into already the quality um indicator um do well you missed it last week fuck's sake so this week is going to be jamie's recommending the story without spoiling it section (sighs) do you like it
0: you're gonna have to leave all this dead space in do I? Is, yeah, no. This is this is important. I think this is the best indicator of the way I'm feeling right right now about the job in hand.
1: Can I just put in some background music while you're like... Or if you know community, it's... It's going to be one of those weeks, <laughs> isn't it? So, I'm a I'm a human. Tell me about the, the comic without spoiling it. If
0: you like it when a celebrity guest cameos in a laugh track studio comedy sitcom, you will like this com- comic book.
1: That's such an out of left field description of this comic. Yeah, I have I'm no idea like, what you mean by that. <laughs> well, you know, if
0: if you if you enjoy it when every problem Every piece of challenge in a piece of fiction is conveniently solved with the introduction of a new character. You'll like this comic book. If you like it when there is a fractured timeline for no reason, you'll probably like this comic. If you wondered, wonder what Bruce Wayne's dad was actually like, you'll love this comic.
1: Is that enough? Yeah, it's good enough. Uh, we also. Are you going to do the blurb, aren't you? I'll do a little (laughs) bit of the blurb. (laughs) It wasn't ample. Ryan is not impressed. To be honest, but but then the blurb, the way the story is kind of laid out, the blurb also doesn't give much away either, (laughs) which... Did I do a better job, Ryan? Is that what you're telling me? I think you did a different job, put it that way. Um, I think it's... I mean, it's a, such a well-known comic. Like, if you're a DC fan at all, you already know everything that happens in this story. So I will say up top, we are going straight spoiler-free. It's a comic from 2011. If you do have an inkling of wanting to read it beforehand, it's five issues. I read the trade paperback, so I was a show. I think it was about five issues, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, about five issues. So it's worth a read if you are into superheroes because it's it's interesting as a a... a flashpoint if you will uh <laughs> your face <sighs> If you'll allow me to use that verbiage uh, to describe what I'm about to say. Because you it, said verbiage, I'll let, I'll let it slide. I mean, I did say verbiage, so I don't know if that's technically correct, but... Um, More correct than this fucking comic book. All right. It, <laughs> it's, it is kind of a flashpoint of the DC <laughs> comics. So. Yeah, I'm using it. I, I worked it in. I'm using it. <laughs>
0: no, you did a really good job of working
1: it in. And it's, it's kind of... It's a flashpoint of the point where DC comics wreck on itself within canon which is a very dc thing is very different to marvel marvel tends to they just go for a soft reset don't they yeah where and they've they've done it in canon sometimes but dc seem to do it in canon almost every time where it's a big uh, crisis of of in infinite worlds crisis on infinite it? earths or yeah whatever. crisis yeah. on
0: infinite earths
1: and that's always like the worlds are collapsing in on each other and then marvel kind of nicked that a bit later for what they call the incursions yeah. which but yeah, so DC Normido and uh um this is an interesting one because it's a singular title kind in a way that did it rather than a mm. big, big crossover yeah. kind of thing. Um but it's still again, as a superhero fan, it's interesting, maybe probably because I knew a lot more of the references and other characters being mentioned and things like that. But that's also why it's that's also why it's so good to get your perspective as someone who does know those references. So the ultimate like like judgment i'm looking for you is does it stand on its own if you're not into superheroes and don't does the story hold up without the the um assumed knowledge should we yeah say? and your answer is i think a no right um
0: yeah no it i no more wanted to make sense of it than
1: i was able to so you say so you weren't even concerned that you didn't know the references no. But not, not in a good way. Yeah. Because... Not in like, a, I'm having so much fun. I don't even care if I know who uh, Hal Jordan is.
0: Yeah, no. Like, I was able to work out who the Shazam kids were. But one of them had a tiger, Ryan. To is be the... fair,
1: I didn't anticipate the tiger. Is that so... canon? Why does one of the Shazam kids have a pet tiger? I don't know the reference myself. So I don't know right. if it is an existing one or not. <laughs> I'm not yeah. as knowledgeable on Shazam. Okay. And, that's, and to be fair, this title, there were a bunch of characters I'd never heard of. and that's Good, coming from I'm me. glad
0: I'm not the only one. No,
1: exactly. So, But then also the ones I did know, I thought, well, James not going to know those either. So yeah. you're going to have even less common ones. Yeah,
0: mate. I recognised... Well, there was two characters who I did recognise. And they were meant to be at war with them. And you never see them. Like, there is a war going on between Aquaman, Wonder Woman... And every other d c hero and the only two people you never see are Wonder Woman and Aquaman. You see Aquaman 's trident in a panel at some point, and it 's like why why did they why did they pick Wonder Woman and Aquaman to lead this weird rebellion where they drowned England like it doesn 't make any sense
1: I think the point the reason they were chosen was because they are representatives of societies or civilizations right. So they could, okay so it the was the amazons, amazons and the water people the atlanteans the atlanteans yeah, the Atlantis. water people that's that's such a uh derogatory term jamie i can't believe you'd go you'd steep to that level to refer to atlantean the proud atlantean civilization in that the way fish people that's even worse <laughs> that's a harmful stereotype and i <laughs> And we're going to get cancelled if you keep uh, referring to them that way.
0: Yeah, no. Pocket Castle, will strike
1: us off. <laughs> Rightfully so. <laughs> they only make good decisions, as we've established. Oh, yeah. So, what? So,
0: my... I, I will say this comic lost me right from the start. Because what mm. is my least favourite thing, Ryan? Is it the origin being at the front, the beginning of a story again? No. Even, I, I like it even less than that. Exposition... Oh, and yeah, what do we open riddled with? Riddled with exposition. We open with Batman Senior with his little fucking yellow speech bubbles overimposed over the rest of it saying, oh, well, this isn't my story, but it's the best man I ever met. And I'm like, oh, why have you <laughs> done this? I can't believe you've done this. But the Flash brought back hope to to Thomas Wayne. <laughs> he brought something. <laughs> and what he brought was death and destruction
1: to the people of Earth, apparently. I did think that it was interesting that the origin, at the beginning, was a bit quicker than usual than than other titles that kind of begin with yeah. the super. Normally, it's Batman in the alley, uh, Bruce, young Bruce Wayne in the alley with the parents. The pearl necklace gets c- yeah like ripped, and the pearls fall. And normally, it's that in depth, oh, like every beginning of a Batman comic. Um. Whereas do they this do one, it every time? Not literally every time, but en- enough times that it's a noticeable trope. Like, uh, they've done it so many in the films. Like, so you quantify that with, like, how many new comics get released. And every yeah. once in a while, they'll do that again. And there's always some writer has to be like, I need to do my version of it. And it's, it's a big reason why we never saw the origin of Tom Holland Spider Man, because by that point, Kevin Feige. Uh, the the yeah. main guy of MCU he was he's quite clued in with all this. Stuff. He made so he a was great like, choice. Yeah, he was like, we don't need to show that again. We've we've seen it twice in live action already. Let's just skip past. Yeah, it's fine. I don't
0: I don't want to watch Peter Parker's uncle die again.
1: Exactly. But one of my my criticism, I think my biggest criticism of this, and it might be a bit different to yours, I thought it was paced way too fast. I think they they put they tried to put too much in a short time or a short amount of issues and it nothing got time to really you I think know that's what i had going for it <laughs> it was quick but you're like that's like if you watch a bad film it's like oh 90 minutes like oh i'll watch a bad anything in a minutes. Yeah. so like, 3 hours oh. no i agree
0: with you the story skipped along um yeah it did didn't it it kind of jumped along to the extent that in issue 4 at the end of issue 4 they just kind of freed superman mm. um who isn't superman he's some poor emaciated child man um and then at the very start of issue five flash is on his knees and the anti-flash who should be really slow reverse flash yeah so the flash is opposite right yeah isn't really slow he's really fast in reverse yeah and tom wayne was like asking barry allen for an explanation about this and he went well, it's simple science, <laughs> and I was like, "No, no, I'm sorry, Barry, um, that's not science. That's bollocks."
1: Did, were you not able to suspend your disbelief for reverse speed force?
0: <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, didn't didn't isn't there a flash story where he
1: runs really fast, making the Earth spin faster to go forward in time? No, you're. I think you're thinking of the superman one of the original superman films right. where lois lane got killed somehow so superman flew around the earth to make it go back so he flew the opposite way of the rotation and he made it go back in time yeah and then save the day which is very much scientific bollocks
0: yeah because if he did that the earth would just spin off its axis and disappear into the sun
1: yeah which you know at this point it's it's Lois is gone. It's like either it's gonna go back in time or everyone's gonna die, yeah. and I'm happy with either Yeah, one.
0: absolutely. And then he can just fly back to Krypton and hang
1: out with the space Nazis. Krypton blew up. Oh, it did, didn't <laughs> it? It did, yeah. It did. You're thinking of Alan Moore's very specific yeah. interpretation of what, what could have happened. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. What if Krypton never blew up? Well, I guess everyone would be Nazis. <laughs> what Alan? Alan- <laughs> fucking Alan Moore, man. What a dude. I just I just I really want to pick his brains
0: as to what he was
1: thinking when and that happened about the one topic that he never wants to discuss again which is anything superhero related yeah.
0: but i i think you and i right are enthusiastic enough fans of him and if the past how many what how many episodes have we released now uh
1: we're we're, we're pretty deep into this project aren't we t- uh, i mean by the time this one comes out uh i take 20 2021 yeah if the like, what an
0: hour and a half a time, so twenty one. Like, if the thirty hours of content we've put out into the ether
1: mm. tells Alan more anything, it's that we think he's a bloody legend. I think if what the takeaway that he would take away from our all our content is, these are two man babies who read <laughs> comics, and that's lame. I no, think that's, that's Ryan. <laughs> are you saying you're not reading the comics? Well, uh,
0: yeah, but I'm reading. <laughs> but I'm reading them because. I said yes to being in a podcast with you, and occasionally I have to read superhero comics to facilitate those conversations.
1: That's all. That's all gravy to to Alan. Do you think? Do yeah. you think
0: Alan wouldn't care? He he's wouldn't
1: like, see the new If you look at a superhero comic, you're dead. <laughs> I think that's that's the attitude he's rocking. <laughs> Even and
0: fair if... dues to him. Fair fair dues <laughs> to him. But no. So I, I I my takeaways from this is that there was a lot of exposition up front. Yeah, a lot of the story beats were quite expositional. It was, and then. This thing kept happening where Batman Senior and- Mr. Batman. Mr. Batman. Yeah. And then Flash No Powers Mr. Flash-
1: Yep. Would get themselves into a pickle and you'd go- Mr. Allen. And then I thought, Barry Allen more.
0: (laughs) (laughs) More- I don't want more Barry Allen. That's the one thing I don't want. Barry Allen more, as in more (laughs) Barry Allen. Go on. Um, (laughs) Barry Allen comma more. Yep. And then Moore is the first name and that's just how you've organised it on the spreadsheet. Yeah. Um, spreadsheet jokes, anybody? No, so the thing, the, my takeaway from the story is that Batman Senior and Barry would get themselves into a pickle like when they try to free Superman yeah. and Superman just fucks off. Yeah. And then they don't know what they're going to do and then deus ex machina just kind of floats in from the sky and says... Hi, I'm this superhero and I'm here to solve
1: this specific problem. And then they yeah. solve the problem and they kind of skip into the next problem. Which for me, I didn't notice that pattern. But what I, because what I was looking at was, why isn't Flash just sorting it out? Because, and this is unfortunately, I don't read Flash comics generally. I know yeah. a fair bit about the character, but I don't read his. And a lot of the problem for me is either. He is fighting another speedster who is a little bit faster than him. So that's becomes a challenge or it's a non speedster. And the question becomes, why hasn't the flash just like completely run through him already? Like, yeah, the only like occasionally there's an interesting one. Like maybe it's like a mind control or something like that, where it's like it's not about how physically fast you can move. Yeah. But a lot of them is about how physically fast you can move, and he's not just like immediately solved the crime or wrangled everyone up immediately. I feel like the Flash
0: is it—it it provides you with the same level of entertainment as Sonic the Hedgehog game does, which is like we have a run, problem. Gotta run, run fast. Gotta go fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a problem. What do we need to solve this problem? Oh, we just need to run really fast.
1: Um, and if anyone has watched the flash tv show which was very hit and miss more misses than hits as it went on yeah um because it was made by the cw which is just an awful they make shit television unfortunately which Mm. i watched a fair bit because some of it was superhero based (laughs) the the, the run (laughs) thanks more (laughs) Uh, the the running thing there was like Flash like, what are we gonna do? I can't beat this guy. And one of his team, like people behind the in the chair on the comms being like, have you considered running faster? And he goes, Oh, that did it. Did they
0: actually? It legit, in oh, a roundabout way, for yeah. Fuck's sake.
1: But so this is this is the reason that I don't oh. read a lot of the Flash, is because of that. Like, why doesn't the super speed just sort everything out? And I think it's hard to write speedsters in general, unless you, because like super strength, it's a bit more kind of like, it's easy to perceive because it just happens in real time. Whereas super speed, it's like, well, how fast are we talking? (laughs) And like, great example, if (laughs) if anyone's seen um, the X-Men films with Quicksilver. um, Yeah. And his is just, he's basically slowed down time. So that's an extreme one end. So no one should be able to even touch him because he has that power but then you get the other end where it's speedsters who can run really fast but you can like trip them up because they're running so fast they're not able to react as quickly yeah and then that so that's the the bottom end so then you've got to find like well which are they because the problem is in a running story sometimes they'll be the low end sometimes they'll be the high end yeah. And that becomes the inconsistency, which doesn't work. Like, where super strength, you don't constantly question, like, well, how many metric tons can they actually lift? Like, you're not really... It's like he big You strong. don't find yourself asking yeah. yourself. Well, I don't. Anyway, people might be different. Maybe other, some people have different views on No, I on that. appreciate that. There's one I do particularly like. One of his enemies, Captain Cold, who... <laughs> Captain Cold. Who is in this. Is he just a bit chilly? Well, he wears, like, a big Parker. Like oh i saw bur- him yeah yeah. yeah yeah so the the thing about this timeline was he became the hero instead yeah. of flash of that city but the reason is is because i do i do like this him and some other villains are part of what they're called the rogues yeah and what's interesting about them is they'll rob banks and stuff but they are explicitly a no kill vi- like villains like they will not injure or kill people they'd like we'll steal stuff and we'll threaten people but we ain't killing people like the loan sharks yeah yeah like we don't <laughs> use guns so that's, that, a,
0: that's a that's a deep cut from a previous episode yes for anyone who doesn't know what
1: i'm on about deep lore, comic literate law yeah. um, but then what's good about captain Cold specifically is the way the reason that he is a formidable foe towards speedster is what he does is he's got a, basically an ice gun kind of like mr freeze <laughs> but he shoots the floor yeah. and the flash immediately loses friction and can't do the super speed.
0: So he just runs on the spot. He
1: might, or he just, he <laughs> more likely just go into a wall or something because he's going to completely lose his control, but he's yeah. built up the velocity yeah, 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 yeah. or whatever the scientific term is. So he's just like, whoa, and then, yeah. So that's like the most formidable against the, the speed. <laughs> so it's like, oh, it's a dude with an ice gun. <laughs> it's a slightly cold day. It's every day in Norway. Is the... I mean, the Flash wouldn't do well in, in Iceland, for sure. No, or... any Scandi country, he'd be fucked. As soon as it gets out of like the summer months, he's like, well, I, I can't, be a, I can't <laughs> yeah. be a superhero anymore. He
0: hangs up his super suit. Yeah. And then when the summer
1: comes, he calls
0: out to his Wait wife, til... and he's
1: like, where... where is my super suit? Yes, exactly. Just like, just like the reference, who was also an, an ice-making I... guy. He could fuck the Flash up. He could, he could. A lot oh. of the Ice ones do, cause for exactly that reason. There's, so, a, there's a bit of logic. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> barely. Ugh.
0: So, I am a big fan of fantasy and science fiction. Mm. But I'd like my fantastical world to at least have. To at least be. You know, contained by some kind of logical consistency. And my problem here is that everything that they needed to happen, it was just like. Yeah if you just like strike me with some lightning, I'll turn back into the flash.
1: But like, well, uh, actually he needed to be covered in the exact same chemicals that he was covered in Ugh. his original accident, and yeah, it was the mixture that... of the chemicals and the lightning I think he'll find that made him flash. Also technically, when he was originally struck, uh, the lightning bolt that struck him later turned out to be a future version of himself. So he was giving himself the speed force going back in time in a paradox way, so it was always That's meant to happen. Dumb. <laughs> it's just it's simple science, Jamie. I don't know what you're complaining about. <laughs> simple science, Ryan.
0: We were in the same secondary schools, triple science class, and at no point did they say you need to cover yourself with chemicals, get struck by lightning, which is actually yourself from the future,
1: and then you'll be really big, fast. But it's a risk, though, because it didn't work the first time. So it's, that's why they didn't tell you to do it. It's like you could end up with like third-degree burns on most of your body. Don't want to risk that. Yeah, And you might not want to try again. You might not have the motivation of a recently resurrected mother who you're trying to save the world from, but also keep her alive or something. Yeah, like something like that. Yeah, His
0: his motivations were never fully clear.
1: I mean, trying to get the world back to normal, I guess, was the motivation, wasn't it? Yeah, but... I do think that they did lean heavy on the trope of and I don't know if this was the case back in 2011, if this was a recognised trope back then or not, but the 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 timeline has changed i think we've had a fair bit of that in like the 10 plus years since honestly
0: it feels like every marvel or dc comic i open there is an element of the timeline's broken we need to fix it it they're Mm. all very back to the future as far as i'm concerned
1: yeah and this this one is one of the most well-known ones. I don't want to say one of the best ones, obviously, but one of the most well-known. <laughs> not well in front known. of me. <laughs> no, only one in of,
0: private.
1: <laughs> I mean, to be as I said, to be fair, I didn't rate the actual comic and the story very highly. I, mm. but again, but I like for me seeing Thomas Wayne being Bat like more not bad Batman, but like being a more violent Batman. For me, that's like bloody hell, we've never seen this character before. Like I get that from it, or I get like one. I made a note of the so. Bad Thomas Wayne Batman was brought back uh, later on in the fold because he was a popular version of the character. People like bring Thomas Wayne Batman back and they did. Right? They never, to my knowledge, did another scrawny, weak, malnourished Superman. So something like that, that visual is quite striking and only I, as far as I know, it's only ever been done in this. So things like that, when you're used to certain versions and representations of the character for so long, mm. and then you see this one, that's what makes it interesting. At least, even if the story doesn't isn't up to par,
0: they also did my favorite, the only DC character that I rate really dirty in this, because mm. you know when they go to Superman's um prison, lab? yeah, yeah, there's, oh yeah, I know, uh, yeah, there's a canine skeleton. Which implies that Supergirl and Superdog did not make it.
1: Superman? Uh, No, Supergirl was a separate um, pod. There was a second pod.
0: Yeah. And then there's a table. And Alan, Barry Allen, walks past and says, Oh, that looks like a canine skeleton. And I'm like, Crypto. He's dead. Crypto didn't make it in this. And I like Crypto because we did that Supergirl comic and that Mm. was pretty good. And Crypto was like pretty fucking cool we like crypto he definitely didn't go to live on a farm on krypton oh <laughs> i re- like, that honestly that is the only bit of the comic book that affected me mm. there were many what the fuck moments yeah can i list some sure. what the fuck moments yeah sure. so fi- we're, we're we're jumping all the way to the end of the comic book now right right final panel they're in they're back
1: in Barry Allen's Batman's Cave.
0: Yeah, they're in they're in the Batcave in Barry Allen's
1: original um timeline. Which later we found out turned out to be the new fifty two version. Yeah, but we'll yeah. get we'll, we'll So we've got that Batman Jr. Yeah. We've got
0: Batman Jr., no Batman was my father. Yes. And they're in the Batcave. And there's just a fucking T Rex in that last panel. That's so they've had. That's this, very canon. They've had this big, like, quasi-emotional conversation where, like, the Flash says, "Oh, well, well," where Batman basically says that you know the the reward is the fucking memories we made along the way. Yeah, and he the, gives the him... real
1: the real treasure, the real <laughs> journey was the treasure we made in the in the friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like you know, oh, you've got these
0: fucking phantom memories of your like dead mum that. You know, he was like, oh, that's just a gift. And then he gives him a letter from Batman Senior. Yeah. And then there's a T-Rex. I'm like, what the
1: fuck is that doing there? The T-Rex is a staple of the Batcave for decades. No. Yeah, what? always, yeah. Why, what, why? So, right? Is your question why?
0: Bat Batman has a T-Rex.
1: T-Rex, like a fake stuffed T-Rex. It's not a real T-Rex. Oh, well, that's shit. Yeah, it's so he's got things in his cave, which have been continued... <laughs> Decades that are from past big crimes <laughs> so, or events.
0: So he has a fake taxidermy T-Rex.
1: And a giant penny. You think I'm making that up? That's that's one been minute, there for ages. One minute, one minute. I'm I'm I don't know if they put it in this one, but the giant talking. penny, the giant penny is, is a staple also of the Batcave. I'm I'm Googling it. No? I, bel- I believe I believe and Yeah, giant penny, Batman. And what's interesting is different writers. <laughs> what does he have a giant penny? <laughs> well, so different writers will make their own backstories for why he has them. So, so it yeah. becomes a bit of a fun thing between writers where like that you always if you're a Batman writer, you will eventually draw the cave or you know, write Because the there's
0: the big Joker poster. There's
1: the T Rex. The poster I think is a card. Like yeah. a giant playing card. And then there's a, mm. <laughs> it's even got Abe on it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> a
0: giant penny. Okay, so maybe that's just a, uh, yeah. Okay, so that's not a big what the
1: fuck moment. I mean, it can. If you don't know, then yeah, it is. But
0: there is also another what the fuck moment that I had. Sure. Um, there is a moment when the Flash says, <laughs> "The only way." <laughs> <laughs> the only way. <laughs> The only way I can go back in time is if I have a cosmic treadmill. And then he's just there on a treadmill
1: that has a label on the side that says cosmic treadmill. Yeah, that's how you know it's the cosmic treadmill.
0: <laughs> Do you not,
1: would you not label your cosmic treadmill from your normal treadmill? Well, What if you got on the wrong one and then you accidentally <laughs> went back in time in your gym gear? Like, oh, for, for God's sake.
0: <laughs> but what the... F- like is that uh, is that like a historic thing from all yeah, comics? Yeah, that's
1: canon. Yeah. That's canon. That's how we, he this it focuses his speed force or something and then he <laughs> go go back in time. <laughs> and comic book fans wonder why Alan Moore thinks they're man babies. I mean, I don't wonder. I know. I know very well. I know full well. Uh, I'm really sorry. I'm really struggling. No, but this is like as a comic book fan, this is all ridiculous. Yeah. And, and I think if you are listening right now and you are an ardent superhero fan like myself, these are the eye-opening things, like the realizations, the perspectives that we don't have. Yeah. So for me, the, the T-Rex and the Giant Penny, I don't even register now because they've always I've they've just always they've been always in Batman's cape. Batman so I've never comics. questioned yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's only when you ask me what's with the giant T-Rex <laughs> and I go. Oh, yeah, that is weird because it's just always been around. Yeah, I think that's great for like, if you're in any kind of fandom, the outside new view, it's important because it's the difference between like people getting into it or being like overly confused. And and we always use the term like impenetrable banter. It's like we're making inside jokes and no one knows why it's funny, but we're laughing. It's the same with any kind of ongoing franchise or literature or whatever, if there's too much that's confusing entry points for new people is what makes like things like franchises like these thrive yeah absolutely and again this is why i always come back to you are wanting you to come into these with as little relevant knowledge as possible yeah because we want to know if it's good or not and like by contrast and i think this is going to come up a lot supergirl woman of tomorrow you didn't need any of it to enjoy it you had questions but you yeah. didn't you you weren't like i couldn't get into it because i didn't know who the krypton's were or who crypto is or you know and i think what's really interesting
0: is that i now have a bit of a critical understanding of that part of the dc universe so the kind of kryptonian family of heroes and that kind of you know that whole set of canon, if you will, Mm. I now have a bit of an understanding about it because I read and enjoyed a Supergirl comic. Yeah. Um, This was impenetrable to me. Yes, exactly. And and, uh, there wasn't a lot of depth to any of the characters. They were all really one note. Even Barry Allen was a bit one note.
1: Yeah, and I think he definitely had a simplified goal and reason for doing everything and i again i that spoke to me of being just too quick and fast a story yeah one of my notes was going literally once you just very once you get brief explanation of who the flash is we're straight away into the new timeline so for someone who doesn't know like him getting up and running and not being fast you anyone can infer well he's the flash but he's not fast so that's the problem but when you get things like where's my ring and i know the ring you don't know the ring Um, yeah when he's like where's iris west and iris allen so i was like don't you mean iris west i know who that is you don't yeah though all those little things at the same time it was so quickly paced to not get into anything properly yeah but at the same time there was so much x they like barry Allen had so much exposition but in and this was the trope I was gonna mention earlier, the confused person in the new timeline trope yeah. where he's like, But we're married, don't you remember? It's like, you know this is an altered timeline already. You you've worked that out because your yeah. mum's alive. Yeah. You know this and you're still doing the like when he meets Batman, Bruce, don't you remember me? Even if it was Bruce, you know, you're <laughs> yeah. a scientist, you know what's going on. I know it can <laughs> Barry be... Barry Allen a scientist? Yeah, he's a um, forensic scientist, so he's like a oh, crime the scene the cold cases that he's been yeah. staying up all night doing. Yes, exactly, yeah. And again, that's a bit of, an, that was irrelevant knowledge, like, that didn't really matter as much yeah. I don't think. But, yeah, so that that, like, dumb character who's dumb because they're trying to put in the emotional beats, but you... Yeah. With better writing, I think you could have those emotional beats where you have him just looking, it's like he goes to visit Iris West, and he's like, "Are we still married in this?" And then he sees her, and it's, or he's looking for Iris Allen because they're married, and it's Iris West, and he goes, "Okay, so we're not married. Maybe she knows me at least." And at least going up to, he could have gone up to him and be like, "Hi," and she goes, "Hi." Can I help you? And he's like, "Right, I noticed." It. So he goes, "Sorry, I thought you were someone else." You know, like they could, and then it could have been like an emotional, like. Ooh i feel that she doesn't know me and yeah. that hurts like but instead he's doing the don't you remember me like yeah there's so many points where the
0: and and you're so right the idea of somebody stepping into a life they think is theirs and realizing it isn't anymore because they're in an alternate universe mm. there's so many points where you can show me things about that character yeah and as you say you, you you literally when you impersonated him just started flapping your arms about him. and that's exactly <laughs> what Barry's doing in the first three
1: pages, four pages of this book. Imagine He's just <laughs> flapping around
0: town going, Why's my mum alive? No one recognises me.
1: When you pointed out that I was doing the odd thing, it made me think of imagine like alternate timeline story, but in the Muppets universe, <laughs> so it's Kerma going up to Miss Piggy like, Miss Piggy, don't you remember me? <laughs> 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 we Ugh. should get on to disney directly no that's jim henson oh, i don't owned know if are they own by disney now oh, God, the muppets yeah. are owned by disney mate <sighs> like everything we'll be owned by disney soon yeah get that big cash payday yeah no it's unfortunate isn't it and then every time we do a marvel one like this one was surprisingly good <laughs> like you say that for every marvel one like we have to now yeah
0: disney owns us
1: <laughs> we got bought poor-
0: you know we made it on we made it onto one list on a podcasting app and then disney bought us
1: yeah <laughs> so naturally my notes are chronological because as we know by now that's how i that's how i roll when i'm making notes yeah um why a lot of my uh are just little things which again like we've talked about the kind of grander I'm issues not done. <laughs> you've got more okay no let no me, go go, let go. Me get i'll some jump in good I'll... to interesting and yeah. we'll kind of flip back and forth um uh, one thing I did like, one panel, which I thought was just a good little art effect, was the reverse flash ghost. I thought that was a little... It had the space but behind uh, Barry's mum, and there's a space where it's like just the yellow, faint outline of his head yeah. that's just gone past. So I thought that was a little one. And while we're on as well, the art, I think the art was... I don't want to say passable because that sounds like bad. Really cruel. Yeah. But it was, but it was to spec. Like it was to request. They needed someone to just like do the superhero art style, so we can tell the story. This is the thing with these big superhero comics, man. Mm. The art is
0: often just
1: like a a factory line, like produced kind of thing
0: yeah and to be honest with you i think that's probably how this stuff is produced
1: yeah and i and like prime example i think there's going to be an example i was going to come back to eight billion genies mm. beautiful art we first encountered that artist on meet the scrolls yeah. which i would have described as possible as well so we know these artists are capable of much better things but at the end of the day they are taking a job to you know to do the the job that they're oh, hired to do
0: i don't even know if the same artist does all of the art on these comics. I would imagine.
1: I think for a title they do, yeah.
0: Well, but I would imagine one person would do the sketches and the inks
1: and then there'd be a separate colorist and there'd be a whole team of people who just colored the shit in. So this one did have different pencil and and colorists. So yeah, yeah, there was a bit of a... a...
0: Yeah, 100%. It's a fucking production line, isn't it? There's one person doing the sketching and the inking. There's one person coloring it. And so you're not seeing, like, no, as human beings, we do our best work when we collaborate. But I think when you're talking about a piece of art. Unless you're Alan Moore. For Alan Moore. And then you just need to be alone. <laughs> in, a, in a cabin
1: in the woods. Yeah.
0: Even better, in a tower overlooking a medieval vista. Yes. With and, an orb that yeah. he
1: could see the the story. Yeah. His mind is producing the story in the orb, and then he's translating it to paper. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, there's something about, like, yeah, I mean, you know, you're you're sketching something, and then somebody else gets it, and they colour it in, and you're all doing it for a paycheck. And um, coolest job in the world, I'm sure. Like, drawing and colouring comic books must be the best fucking job. Yeah. Um, You don't get into it unless you're into comic books. Like, you know, it must be incredible work to do, but it mm. is you just that yeah they're just smashing this shit out
1: aren't they i feel like the best way the something i would try and equate this to would be like the writers who have to do like articles on things that they're somewhat interested in but it's a very formulaic version yeah, 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 whatever yeah. and then on the side or elsewhere in their job they're actually then writing interesting like blog pieces or like actual stories mm. fiction and non-fiction whatever but this is the paying the bills thing that's it's interesting because it's what they like doing, but it's the least interesting version of that. And but to be fair as well, the artist could be a massive superhero fan. So they could literally just be doing like, fucking, I'm doing I'm drawing Batman. Yeah. Like, and that's enough for them. And like, great, like fantastic if it is. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely noticeably like serviceable art. With again, some good points. I think there's some big spread superhero battles, which, like, if you're a superhero fan, they're good for people like us.
0: The one thing that I will say, and I suppose this is probably commonality among the people that they get to sketch and ink the flash, mm. that whoever it is did their study well and did a very good image of people running.
1: Oh, yeah. that when That's he a, was, a he common looked, effect, yeah. He
0: looked good when he was running, particularly when he was on his cosmic treadmill and there was a particular um, panel of him at full tilt and mm. I was like, the anatomy there is particularly good. Yes. That is a very pretty muscular man running very fast and in, that's
1: very obvious. In skin tight lycra, but, yeah. it's, but it's not even lycra, it's a special material that can, <laughs> that can fit inside a ring. <laughs> yeah, the, the ring, what's going on with the ring? So the ring is literally, it holds his entire costume in. So his costume is made of material that can condense because it's so lightweight and it has to be like protective against like the high speeds and so the- i
0: imagine he'd have some really bad chafing if he did it in jeans exactly that's
1: <laughs> another no, jeans burn up that's i think is the thing it's like in before origins when he's first got his powers he starts running without realizing what he's doing and his clothes like start to burn up mm. because his organic material is all part of the speed force but he needs special clothes to yeah, be yeah, yeah. You know, non, non-speed force burning. He's running proof trousers. Yeah. <laughs> and what is good as well is if it fits into the ring and then the iconic him launching it out of the ring. So he presses a button and it shoots kind of out of the ring. So this material kind of shoots in the air and then in super speed, he gets into the costume while it's in midair. So it never even hits the floor. So that's like a cool, speedy. Yeah, of course he's just getting changed into it like so quickly. I mean, it's kind of fun when he opens. So when he opens the ring, right? Mm.
0: It's not his costume that pops out of it. It's Anti Flash.
1: Yes, and I do not know why.
0: Yeah, because it. Yeah, and it made no sense to me, and I suppose it was a convenient way of intro. Well, this is the thing.
1: Oh, being like, I think I know who's behind this now. Yeah,
0: and again, it was another one of those. Crazy rap- random happenstances that just kept happening in this book where there was just a conv- an all too convenient reason for something to happen or character who just turned up out of the blue that nobody was expecting that solved their problem. And yeah. It was another one of those, wasn't it?
1: Also, the
0: what's his name? The other, uh, the, the anti flash. I keep reverse flash. <laughs> is that actually his yeah, name? Yeah, the Rever- reverse flash. Yeah, reverse. <laughs> flash.
1: Do you know actually, you know real name is uh, like wayne eobard thorn eobard thorn he is uh from the future so it's a future name eobard eo and then bard eobard thorn not like o n thorn like a w i mean you saw it written you know yeah, yeah. you know why is this significant because it's from the... Uh, just Oh, I just didn't know if you wanted to know his name because you kept calling him Reverse Flash. So you, could oh. call him, you could call him Eobard, you could call him Thorn. Thorn, we'll go for Thorn. Sure. I, th- I thought it was going to
0: be Barry Allen backwards. No. <laughs> and that's why I was like, there's no L's. Um, yeah, his, character, his, his costume design... It's just the reverse. Well, yeah, and it reminded me of when you would play Street Fighter as a kid with your mate. Mm, yeah. And you'd both want to be Ryu... And so one of you would have to be, like, weird blue Ryu with a green headband. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. he was, like, player two Flash.
1: Yeah. And I'm, to be fair, like, I know a bit about the Flash history. I'm not entirely sure. So I know Eobar's uh, origin was he was in the future and he was obsessed with the Flash. Yeah. And then, because the Flash is like her They go into it in the book. Yeah. And then he uses the speed force from before to create a reverse speed force and then becomes a reverse flash. And then because he's obsessed with him, he tries to be the flash in the present. And then that leads to him. The bit I'm missing is how he then hates the flash. <laughs> That's the I, I don't yeah, know about yeah, it. Yeah. He's a villain. But um but yeah, uh I thought at least the the one effect of him they were somewhat restrained in not having him in it much until the end. Yeah. Whereas I like in a worse comic I think he would have constantly been like Ah, Flash! Yeah, I'm here, but you won't get me. And I'm going off. Out. I'll see you at the end, like that. <laughs> you no. Know. So he was like, it was a good part of how he was hinted at as they went along, and then appeared yeah. at the end. Thought that was good, at least. Um, I liked that. Themascara uh, took over the UK, and the UK yeah. became new Themascara, because if you live in the UK right now, we would t- gladly have anyone else uh, well, in charge. Who's uh amazons sorry the amazons oh yeah i would much rather have wonder woman than rishi sunak yeah exactly i mean there might be Is it fa- still
0: rishi sunak
1: it is still rishi sunak i,
0: <laughs> I feel guess. like it's been an uh, i mean I it might like, not
1: be by the time this comes out we we can't predict the future
0: i feel like it's been at least 45 days since we had a new prime minister it's like we're due one
1: yeah it's been a bit long things got a bit stale like we need new scandals and new if you're
0: from america um there, there was a guy who left a lettuce out of the fridge and it lasted longer than our last Prime Minister. Yep. She
1: was like 43 days or something. It, she speed ran that being a Prime Minister. <laughs> Turns out you can speed run it if you just make the absolute worst decisions in a short amount of time.
0: Do you know what's brilliant? Every single British Prime Minister gets a custom-designed, custom-made lectern for when they do addresses outside of number 10. Every single Prime Minister has had their own lectern, right? And they are, like, custom designed to project a certain thing. And there's always a bit of a, like, if you go looking for it, there's, like, a bit of a um, story as to why they go with a certain shape or a certain design. Some poor team of carpenters and designers had to build a lectern specifically for her to make her speech as the new Prime Minister Make a speech announcing that the queen had died, and then make a speech saying that she was stepping down.
1: That lectern got used three times; none of them good. I mean, I mean, the first one we didn't know how bad that was going to be until the after the third one. <laughs> the third one could first one could have been a bit hopeful no, for was, some people.
0: It was crazy. Like she became prime minister, and then like two days later, the fucking queen popped it.
1: Yep, yep. And because everyone made the jokes about like she. The Queen met Liz Trusser It was like, oh bollocks to I'm this! I'm fucking done <laughs> I with it. Can't be asked to deal with it. We can have Charles. Yeah, <laughs> he can deal with this. Um, speaking of things that are good, uh, so bad it's good. I thought a, a line that I particularly liked. You had one as well. Yeah, but I'll read mine first. Which was, and this is, I'm not even going to give the context of this line. I just thought it was great. It was my meta vest consents it she's a bit mad. <laughs> and all I will that say was is, Cyborg wasn't it? No, uh no, that was someone else. Okay. But what I will say is if you read the context of the scene, you would go, yeah mate, we all, we all knew she was mad. We knew from her talking that she was a bit mad.
0: So they are um they're in the labyrinthine underbelly of Superman's prison. Yeah. And Cyborg turns to the flash and batman senior says with you on board everyone else will be too we can save the world from war and i'll finally make my dad proud so
1: (laughs) what's worse about that (laughs) so bad not only is the line it's not only is the line itself really bad clunky clunky exposition yeah but also for anyone who hasn't read the comic cyborg's dad is not mentioned any other time no no the, it's the only the time. only mentioned. and to be fair if you know the cyborg character from before then you know he has a big relationship with his dad but if you're going to mention it in this comic in such a line <laughs> you probably should show that he has a strained relationship somewhere else but preferably before this line there was one more
0: that i've clear i've screenshotted clearly for a reason oh yeah no it was the um yeah we've already talked about it so I, I have three screenshots mm. um, that I took of this comic book. Right. One of them was, Daddy, Why, why Don't You Love Me? Yeah. Um, the other one was the Cosmic...
1: Cosmic Treadmill.
0: And the last one was the T-Rex. The casual T-Rex. Yeah.
1: The, the one that super, superhero fans are blind to now.
0: Yeah. And, and, and you know what? I love an Easter egg. Um, mm. and so I can kind of get behind the Batmans, like the Batcave stuff.
1: Yeah. There's trophies, essentially. Yeah.
0: So, oh, you said there's a different reason. Yeah, it's always done. changing,
1: yeah. There's a great one from um, the Batman Animated series, which yeah. I think is where I first saw them, and, yeah. but, and just got ingrained into me without then questioning it later. The Penny had a great one, so it was Two-Face, who loves his his coins yeah. and everything. They He tied Batman to the Penny, and had the penny on a thing like a catapult, and it was going to be <laughs> launched through the air. And Batman, <laughs> but and but what was clever was the it would spin the penny, so it'd be heads or tails, and whichever one it was would kill Batman. Oh, so his life was cool. literally in a heads or tails yo know, thing. And unfortunately for Two Face, Batman had like a bat rang hidden in his glove, and he got out and he cut himself free, and you know, and he never got to saw it land. And I think Two Face was like. Let me just see which which it would have come up. And Batman's like, no, you're going to prison, Harvey. So the irony there, of course,
0: being that if you strapped a person to a giant coin... It would affect the weight. And it would. And so it would just fall directly down and Batman would have been crushed.
1: But do we know that that would still apply to a giant... We assume metal penny. Like, do we know if that's enough weight to affect it? It
0: depends on whether or not the penny...
1: Is made out of copper as they traditionally were or it's mm. zinc with a copper core
0: as they are now
1: but a giant one could be anything because it, it doesn't have the z- same if it's requirements
0: zinc with a copper core if it's, well i would imagine that making a giant penny out of copper now would be prohibitively expensive yeah of course. because of the cost of but copper. this was
1: back in like late
0: 90s so i don't know what copper was just getting more expensive
1: yeah but only just and harvey he was robbing banks so <laughs> he had like, a lot of copper. His his goons <laughs> his goons were probably like, "What are we? What are What are you doing with your share boss And he was like, "I'm making a giant penny." And they were <laughs> like, "Ha, good one." He's like, "What are you laughing at?" <laughs> I wonder. I wonder what the year is on the giant penny. What when it first introduced? What when the penny first introduced? No, the, yeah, the giant penny. Do you mean? Yeah, do, do you reckon they mint it with the year they made it, or do yeah, they mint it as a
0: replica of a historic penny?
1: Well, they've, the pennies have always, as far as I know, had Abe Lincoln on. So. Technically, you could give it any year, but then maybe it's like a rare one, the special commemorative. The penny, something. yeah. The, the Ameri- first
0: penny or something. The American one cent coin has consistently had Abe Lincoln on
1: it. Yeah. Uh, another bit that I liked was. <laughs> Is this
0: penny talk over?
1: I mean, it's, we've we've
0: got a penny's With worth exhaust. out.
1: Of <laughs> oh, hey, hey. Say, hey. we're, in, we're not We're not in for a penny and for a pound on this one. <laughs> penny, for your thoughts giant penny (laughs) that's (laughs) that's what i'm thinking about now um and speaking of my thoughts uh when i saw the shazam kids were like multiple kids so normally shazam is one kid who has that power not in the new film so the new one they've all got separate powers Uh... so but they are all the same powers which shazam has given to his his adopted siblings oh in so it's this not one, like
0: power rangers style i assume this was a power rangers daily
1: no so normally shazam is the one character but then in iterations i think especially more recently he gives powers to his siblings so they can all fight along each other alongside each other but shazam has all the powers i think he gives like separate so shazam works where it's like the strength of some god and like the the wisdom of another yeah. one i can't remember the which god's which but he has the attributes of gods so with the Siblings, he gives them each an attribute, right. but he still has all of them himself. But in this one, they all combine into the one superhero. And to me, that was the superhero equivalent of kids stacked in a trench coat. <laughs> 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 Hello, I'm Thunderman.
0: <laughs> Thunderman. As Wait a fast. minute! You
1: just you just five kids in a superhero. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's just five kids in a super suit they're
1: like trying to get into the justice league meeting
0: and <laughs> they get carded on the way into the justice league
1: as you'll see i am one man and not five children <laughs> well, that was oddly specific but okay
0: i didn't think of it that way what happens to the tiger
1: i have no idea i Does did it not- just run feral i assume so i mean if you have a magic tiger like you probably got to get something out of it like that again
0: i was hoping you'd be able to give me more that anime. was
1: yeah uh, i said that's what i just told you is pretty much my limit of if shazam you, knowledge if you're like because obviously
0: the these episodes are not for the diehard comic book nerds because you know more than 50 percent of the people who are producing this podcast
1: yeah but then i think as well we uh like i said before we should still have a value to them for I this other so. yeah Unless um, you're one of those guys who's just screaming like, "How does he not know about the tiger?" Like, yeah. If you're one of those, then well, yeah, if you the same are, for you.
0: can you write
1: in? <laughs> yeah, because because honestly,
0: I can't be bothered to Google it because I'm gonna the moment that Ryan leaves, I'm gonna go back to playing Zelda. But I would like to know about the tiger.
1: Yeah, I would. I I would also like to hear about the tiger as well. Um, the flash stuck in traffic i enjoyed (laughs) just a a lovely little like ah he doesn't he's not used to this is he now he's like us (laughs) like us schmucks who go work and everything no i didn't clock it but now that you mention it yeah that's quite funny one thing i did think was a good use of art for story was the reveal of the sunken eiffel tower i thought that was a good scene the only
0: time that they showed us something without also telling us about it in it the was very the one expedite. bit of
1: show don't tell
0: yeah yeah no so well done and then one of them went bloody
1: hell it's the eiffel tower yeah no, they did they did they absolutely fucking did didn't they I, they might not have to No, be they fair. did oh. they did
0: like that that genuinely happened i'm gonna find it
1: what issue was it in? uh two or three i think yeah no they did yeah <laughs> they did bloody hell it's the eiffel tower that's underwater because the atlanteans (laughs) flooded the the france (laughs) the hilarious thing is that um
0: this again this was very like america centric yeah america fuck yeah here Um, to save the motherfucking day yeah so i imagine that because this was made for a predominantly american audience they had to signpost the eiffel tower because if not they'd be like isn't that that thing in Vegas? <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. Bloody hell, <laughs> Vegas is underwater now. So, oh, thank God, it's just France. <laughs> <Yeah. Brute. laughs> People in that world are like, oh, thank God, it's just France. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we love the French. We always have to say that as well. Yeah. It's not serious. We, we do love the French.
0: If you're, if you're American and you don't know why the English and the French take the piss out of each other, like there are whole history books about European history that will tell you why.
1: Yeah, like exactly.
0: We, like you know, you know how um, if you've got a friend who's a bit of a dickhead, right? And you're out with him drunk in a bar, and like somebody's having a pop at him, and you're like, "Look, he is an idiot, but he's my idiot." Yeah, only I get. We to can him make fun idiot. of each other because, yeah, the French and I, the us, the French, <laughs> you and the French,
1: specifically <laughs>
0: me and the entirety of France. No, the English and the French have such a long intertwined history that I feel like we are allowed. We've earned that right because because we're next door neighbours. Well, we're quite French and they're quite English
1: compared to the rest of Europe. Yeah, and the there's West. been a
0: lot of like there's been a lot of cultural exchange between us and the French over the years. And by cultural exchange, what I actually mean is invasion.
1: <laughs> invasion, both militarily and sports fans yeah
0: absolutely
1: oh god yeah but the french are getting the w- w- far worse end of the stick on that on the f- on the sports fans yeah our, our football fans are pretty our soccer fans. worst in the world i would say worst well in i think in some latin american countries they sometimes kill players for missing um, strikes or goals or whatever but that's so. mostly
0: the cartels isn't it
1: yeah maybe one well, could just be the average people I don't, I don't know enough to know for sure
0: yeah i don't know enough about south american
1: football no not at all um the best response to someone without super speed claiming to have super speed is what Thomas Wayne said to Barry, which was the line, um, you weren't fast enough to avoid that, you delusional son of a bitch, after, <laughs> after punching him. <laughs> I thought that was a good line.
0: Yeah, that, to be honest with you, I will concede that old man Wayne, Thomas Wayne,
1: yes. quite a good character. Yeah, he was a fun character. Like yeah. he was,
0: he was just, he was as bitter, he was as bitter as somebody who has lost their son should be. Yes. And he's the only character whose motivations I fully understood. Because he was very quick to jump on board with Barry. Even though the well, whole time...
1: berating him the entire time. Yeah,
0: the whole time he was saying, well, nothing you've said, told me proves what you're saying. But also it's like somebody who's just found out that the son they've been grieving for for a large portion of their life should have survived in their place, and actually, there's a
1: way for them to give their life to theirs. Yeah, I'm like,
0: yeah, that pe- that person is probably going to take some pretty drastic measures.
1: I kind of like, and I do think there there is some good writing here in terms of like the plotting out of maybe not the story, but like characters as interactions. That one character, <laughs> let's—I'll give him that. That right.
0: one character was well written,
1: and that's why they
0: brought that character back. Probably. Yeah, can we do another? Yeah, like, we can, there's the next
1: a, time, you know what he's in. The Batman run by Tom King. I'm yeah, almost Yeah, so we can,
0: we can do the Tom King Batman run that yeah. has him in. The, the next time you make me do a superhero, yeah. <laughs> well, that is can nice. I have more Thomas Wayne? Yes. Because I liked Thomas Wayne. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, what, I also really liked his bat costume. Yeah. So he he, a, it's
1: more violent looking version, isn't it?
0: Well, but it had the grey thing going on, which reminds me of the Adam, what, like early Batman, you know, when it was kind of grey and navy and not all armoured. He, yeah. he had he had he almost had a bit of the thomas west adam Westman yeah
1: um, and i enjoyed that yeah i liked what, it what i liked about him was like I, th- I only just realized this when you were talking about him, is you can tell i think that he has this hope of bringing his son back yeah but he's not willing to admit he has hope yeah. even maybe to himself so he's yeah. following along he's following along for the obvious reason of maybe this will result in this but he's almost not even telling himself. he's not even admitting to himself that there's a possibility. It's only when Flash is losing memories. He's like, you have to remember Bruce, and that's like he he's forced to admit what his goal is. And
0: there is a there is a frantic. There's something frantic in him at that point, isn't there? Yeah. And I suppose that's the one thing that they do and the one character that kind of makes some of this plot make sense. Because to be honest with you. For most of this comic book, Barry
1: and Batman Senior bumble about doing ill-advised, stupid shit. Well, I mean, freeing Superman was a good idea. Like, it it didn't pan out as well as they hoped. If but... you think about it, right?
0: <laughs> Again, Barry is still working from the assumption that the person that has been locked up in that basement is going to be Clark Kent. And he said, "Oh well, whatever happened, you know, he's going to be good." And it's like. No, Clark Kent is Clark Kent because of the sum of his experience, not because he's a magical alien man that fell from the sky. Yeah.
1: And again, but then, quite ill-advised. But then being, even if you know, even if you anticipate what he's going to be like be, having been in captivity his entire life, mm. if you're the people who free him, that's a pretty good chance of like, hey, look, you know you're in captivity. Well, we've just freed you. So can you give us a hand? Like, Also, us out? that's my other issue, is that Superman fucks off and then with no
0: warning, we don't even see Superman return. There is just a panel of him punching somebody.
1: Yeah. And you're like, oh, Superman's back. But Flash did tell you he was coming back. Right. <laughs> you said, do you know what? He said, he'll be back. Don't you... It'll... Just when we need him, he'll be back. He said, a lot he, he said a lot of things in this comic. Yeah, but that turned out true. So what was the deal with Lois Lane? Uh, so she's an investigative reporter. So she obviously went to Themyscira, being a woman, to blend in to report on what was going but on. But She's not super. No, no, and that's a that's a canon staple. She's always she's always yeah. on super. Gets by on her wits. And I'm familiar with Marslane. Yeah.
0: Like I'm familiar. And you know, more... you know, she's not super. Then well, you know, but I know, but the thing is she was in thumascara and she was doing some pretty hardcore shit and i was like "Is she super here because we only see her once we hear yeah. about her a
1: lot yeah I, we I see her
0: in one panel mate
1: i assume from not being mentioned being super you just assumed she's the same as as always at least i did yeah well i mate, i didn't know what to assume did mm. i that's the well, thing one thing um so one thing that affected my reading of this comic and i want to kind of say this near towards the end of of other things to reference so was it me bitching about it constantly (laughs) no i'm loving that that's it i'm uh, enjoying that for sure um i years ago watched the animated movie of this so this comic was turned into like a dc animated film and it was this kind of story which didn't actually normally they need to condense comic stories for like a 90 minute animated film this was pretty much almost exactly yeah it It was basically close (laughs) one of the differences which i was surprised here was because I had, I know the story because I saw a different version of it. So what happens in the animated film is pretty much all the same, but Thomas Wayne has and uses guns and shoots and kills people. So in this, he does yeah. allow someone to drop and die, like in the alley where Bruce died. So he's that he's got that, and but he always takes them to that alley. It's yeah. his little, like you know, do you know how a bird
0: of prey has a plucking post?
1: I I can guess based on context. So a bird of prey
0: will have its territory. Over which it presides, and then it will have a specific and historic plucking post, which is the place it takes its prey back to to pull its innards out and eat it. Yeah, and Batman in Doing this, yeah, no, he, he, uh, yeah, it's it's a bit
1: sociopathic, it's a bit serial killer'y. Well, yeah, and uh, I think that third was... one in that <laughs> alley this week, Chief. That you was actually I mean? a, that was actually a quite subtle showing of that whereas what i was expecting was a bit more of an overt but still like i think clever what, thing bobby's him, piling up in the fucking well, alley him using guns specifically so, yeah. so bruce is adverse to guns because they killed his parents whereas i think thomas wayne has like a he goes the opposite way for the same reasons he, yeah. he goes in a well if guns killed my family i'm going to use guns to kill every criminal yeah. like if they died then everyone else is going to die the same way yeah. so i thought that was interesting um that they that was adapted that was changed in the adaptation for the for the movie yeah but yeah i think we've pretty much covered like the big beats i mean a lot of my notes are just like little things which i thought were good um one other big part of art which i thought was really good was the scene with the lightning and the chair and everything i thought that panel layout that was a a good part i think that was the part where the artist was like i'm gonna have a bit of creative fun here and make this look good and it was a pivotal scene, so it makes sense.
0: This is one thing that actually I must admit, when I read DC comics particularly, I, I, I kind of noticed it in Supergirl, and I noticed it again in this. Might just be because they've been doing it for a long time and they've found a formula, but the layouts are always pretty good.
1: Yeah, and I think, to be fair, most of the layout was formulaic, but in a we-know-what-works kind of way. They do the thirds thing,
0: but then they break the middle third up, into a rolling thing that goes like half of that middle third is one panel, and then mm-hmm. it goes round to two smaller panels on the right, and then your back round to the bottom third, yeah, and that scans relatively well, and I suppose this is something that actually when you've got more creative control from a writer an art direction perspective, people start to play with it a bit more and it's one of the places that small like you know, the graphic novels that I really like will sometimes fall down, is that the panel layouts are sometimes not as good. Mm. Whereas the panel, yeah,
1: this, it did scan well. I must admit, it did scan well, didn't it? And I did like in those, like, those shorter thirds or shorter sections, some of them, when the lightning was striking, had the big glowing letters in the background of like, boom, I think. I, I didn't even read what the proper letters were, but it got across that like, big sound happening in the background.
0: There's a lot of boom, pow, whack still in dc comics isn't
1: there yeah but i think this is a much better use of them like it was it was literally in the background of that entire square so it made it feel like a big noise but i suppose that's a convention of the genre isn't it yeah but i I think this the modern version is a bit better used there wasn't like punch bam pow or the the old one from the adam west one one day when they went pam uh punch wank (laughs) god i think an american was like that sounds like someone's beating it's like <laughs> be- beating something yeah <laughs> it does yeah. yeah i
0: mean yeah i get it
1: um I, I i wasn't sure how to feel about the the story of two global superpowers whose war may cause the end of the world yeah because right now might be a bit close to home yeah fucking a but uh burnt up barry like that like art uh, i thought was like done well enough to be kind of jarring like you yeah. go from like he's all burnt up and then he's all in bandages and to see a superhero like that i think that's almost kind of akin to like batman getting his back broken except for this got resolved fairly quickly wasn't it bane who did that yes
0: hey but
1: yeah well done gold Thank star you. but can we put <laughs> God, can you
0: put just a single gold star with no reference on the thumbnail for this episode
1: because i got a gold star this episode if if i remember, and I probably will, because I'll be editing this and then make the thumbnail. Uh, if I remember, I will.
0: If you can also add a Mario coin noise the moment that
1: I say the thing that gets, I right, now gold you're star, asking too much.
0: <laughs> then you will get a gold star in the next episode
1: for your editing. Bloody, yeah, take it! You're taking a mile here now. Well, if if I remember, and if I can be asked, those are the two prime. I want factors. my gold star. I'll do the star if I remember. I want a gold star. Um, I think most of the most positive. Like notes that we both have are about Thomas Wayne, which again explains why he was the character that's brought back from all this. I like how Thomas Wayne adds an emotional beat about you know obviously trying to reunite with Bruce and or at least like you know save him and pray him, and then I like how that's flipped very soon after when it then becomes if we can't save Bruce, I'm letting the world end because it's either we save him or fuck everything else. So I like the contrast of he's like trying to save his son, how noble and. Oh no! It's, it's it's gone bad. It's he's too in depth. He's too in he's too goal oriented on this specific one to just let the world burn. Otherwise, which I thought was a good a yeah. good beat to the story as well.
0: Ultimately, unfortunately, didn't like it. <laughs> that's fair.
1: That's fair. I mean,
0: I, and and you know what? I I I would like to tack this on the end that I don't know if I don't know if I said this on mic or off mic. This is garbage. <laughs> But that's not necessarily a critique.
1: I mean it's in in your words, it's garbage, but that has netted us an hour plus conversation because yeah. there's so much to talk about it. But I think also, interesting garbage is better than boring garbage. It's garbage, but it's just not
0: my garbage. Yeah. Like I like I, I the, if if you if you went through my Netflix history, a lot of garbage. Yeah. Um, if you if you went if you looked at like the pulpy mid twentieth century novels I used to read to wind down when I was a student, that's garbage. But it's my garbage. Yeah. And that's the thing. There's I I think you put it really well when you said that there a bad wrestling match would be you know somebody who's not into wrestling would watch a bad wrestling match and be like that's garbage. Yeah. Whereas somebody who's into it would watch it and go. Oh, that's wrestling,
1: right? Well I said I specifically said they would agree there's garbage, but they would at least they would at least have the interest of breaking down what didn't work. Why yeah. why it couldn't be a good match, like what's the difference?
0: And I think a lot of what I don't like about this is unfortunately conventions of the comic book John of the superhero comic book genre. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's things that the the superhero stories that I've really enjoyed. Um, the soup the a great example is the Supergirl comic that we read, or the Alan Moore Superman. Yep. Which I actually quite liked, didn't I? Yeah. Or Rogue Sun. Or Rogue Sun or to a certain degree Watchmen. Um you know, they're all what they're all comic books, they're all superhero stories that don't really follow that pattern. Whereas this, you know, we plucked a random DC comic from what, ten years ago more than 10 years ago, Jesus Mm. Christ, you know, from 12 years ago, and just stuck me in the middle, at the end of a, you know, probably decades of DC before the reboot that this prompted. Yep. And went, go on, then, see what you think of it. And so it makes
1: sense that I wouldn't like it. Yeah, You know, it it wasn't for me, was it? No, and to be fair, I think the main point in terms of, like, how we're assessing it is this is not the superhero literate podcast. This is the comic literate podcast. So we are comparing it to the best comics and the good comics that we've read. Um, And I think that's, and again, I'm adding my, well, if you're into superheroes, then this means this, or this is good because of that. But, and again, why you're not coming in with that same uh, reference is ultimately, we've got to judge it as if you're a comic book fan, not a superhero fan, but just a comic book fan, you're a fan of the media of comics, what would what do you think read picking this up and reading it yeah
0: and it's the same as like you know if you are if you are into film when you are looking for a cinematic experience you're probably not going to jump in in the middle and go i'm just going to watch fast five yeah you're gonna you're gonna go through the list of sundance winners from that year yeah and say this got an award at the Sundance Film Festival. This is probably going to be good. Yeah. Um, and it's the same, isn't it? When, yeah. when you know, as a, casual, as a casual comic book fan, um, I sometimes think that those, the graphic novels and the limited series that aren't part of this huge canonical experiment that DC and Marvel have been doing for the past hundred years mm. are going to be so much more rewarding because you can just enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. And, and that's and that's really difficult here. And so I am really unfair to comic, to superhero comics. And I think part of that is just that I don't understand them.
1: If anything, I would actually say you're more fair to superhero comics than a superhero fan like myself who has the bias of already enjoying the genre.
0: I'd yeah. say you're more
1: fair because you're comparing it to other comics and not to other superhero comics. And yeah, again, in the same way, of any film is compared to other films, people will be like, well, it's not as good as my favourite film. But if a big blockbuster Fast and Furious comes out, people who aren't that fond of film will go like, well, they had all explosions and chase scenes and it was cool. Like, that's that's yeah. all they're going for. They're not going for a good film. They're going for just an experience.
0: And I think it's really interesting because we live in an age now where everything is elevated to the status of high art by a small
1: community that exists yeah. on the internet. There's a fast and furious aficionado. So, like, the five is the best one, though.
0: There will be a subreddit yeah. for them. And there, and there is a place for that community to congregate. And there is a place for that community to, you know, really dig deep into what they find compelling about that media. This stuff was never meant to be high art. No. These, you know, th- this, this, is a, this is a storytelling tradition that has its origins in inky comics that were printed on pulpy paper that you could give to children to keep them quiet in the 1950s when people started to have disposable income yep definitely. that is where this shit comes from and does something like this serve that niche and it does like you could give this to a 10 year old and they would look at it and go haven't got a scoop what's going on but look at that yeah oh, and and i imagine he's got a
1: sword and he's super fast and yeah that's yeah why they would and i
0: imagine that's you know you could give this to a child and they would look at the same things that I've looked at and not found compelling. Go, wow. And mm. then become a lifelong superhero comic fan and become that new generation of people who are going to go, oh, well, actually, he's always had a large penny in the back yep. cave. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. so yep. it, it's, despite the fact, despite my protestations that it's not good and that I don't like it and I've pulled out a million reasons why I didn't enjoy it and why I didn't find anything compelling in it, I'm not really who it's for. A 30 year old man who is already isn't a huge comic book fan, or a super, superhero yeah. comic book fan. I'm not the person this has been written for. Yeah. No, I'm just not the person. And I think th- I think that's my, I think that's my issue with superhero comics. And maybe it's a deficiency in me. Maybe I should have been watching more Saturday morning s- Spider Man cartoons when I was a kid, and actually now i would have this huge corpus of material that i could sit and enjoy in adulthood
1: yeah i don't know but then my counter argument to your own self assessment is i would say when you fairly and truth honestly give your opinion on something like this title it adds weight to when you like like superwoman uh, supergirl women of tomorrow or you know or anything by more whatever it adds more weight when it's like not only is it a good superhero comic but it also, and additionally, at, at stands on its own as a, just a comic book title. Like a great story. Exactly. And that's and, what this podcast, I think, is ultimately about, is, is highlighting what does achieve that and what doesn't. And, and I suppose this is, you know,
0: get too philosophical about it. but I'm fucking gonna, because that's who I am as a human being. So
1: It's the literature part of it, of the podcast, yeah. I, I guess.
0: Um, we, there's a line from 8 Million Genies that stuck with me. They said last time round they all wanted to be gods. This time they want to be
1: superheroes. It's the same thing, really. Yeah. It's it's and, um it's the modern mythology. Yeah. With and with its shared universes and stories and yeah.
0: yeah, and do you know what? To somebody who doesn't go to that church, you kind of sit outside and listen to everyone preaching and go, it's a bit fucking weird, mate. Yeah. But that's what it is, isn't it? It's 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 mythology and it's power fantasies. And we you know there's certain power fantasies that i really have enjoyed like i love the bond novels Mm. they are pulpy they are power fantasies and i find something compelling in them like the sharp novels Mm. again it's a power fantasy that i find compelling and so you know it's 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 it serves it does serve a purpose culturally i just wish it wasn't the dominant culture.
1: Yeah. And that's to be fair, like that's we're seeing that now with super fatigue and in, in films in general. Yeah. Problem is that's not going anywhere because they still make a lot of money and occasionally there's a good one that coming from a comic book fan, occasionally there's a good one where everyone goes, Oh, it's back to normal now. It's it's all great now. And, and that's
0: then, the area that we come from, isn't
1: it? Yeah. That's all right. I mean, I was gonna mention one last point which is interestingly, this is one of the few where I didn't mention the writer or artist. And the only reason I I, I the only reason is because I, I wanted to make it kind of a part of a larger point which was this was written by a guy named jeff johns yeah so jeff johns if you are into superhero comics you already know that name because around this time literally uh, about yeah, a year yeah. before he became the like creative director of dc to the point where people were like is this going to affect your writing because you're meant to be doing some like big titles like flashpoint in a year or whatever and he was like no no i'll be fine I'll i'll do both so he was pretty much the creative driving force for DC following this, yeah. and not not just following this, but also this comic being, as I mentioned earlier, the canonical retcon of the DC universe. So this led into the New Fifty Two. Was that well received? It was kind of. I will say it was kind of not well received, but this is the reception being the of superhero fans who don't like when things change. Right. So there were there were comic runs that were cancelled, possibly even mid-run, to wow. reset. So the entire universe had to reset. Wow. And then you had people obviously criticizing, well, this isn't as good as what we had before, or that kind of stuff. And there was still some good stuff in there. But the point is that the person who wrote this comic and had written a bunch of DC before, he was a big Justice League guy. Yeah. He wrote some of uh, Green Lantern's like biggest comics, like right, Brightest yeah. Day is a well known yeah. one that he wrote. But he was the kind of driving force after that. And I think the DC especially did kind of homogenise to his creative style after this, and that did involve another reset further down the line. Now, whether that's the the fault of his creative direction or whether that is just how superhero comics are now, where they do have to reboot every once in a while, yeah, it could be either or. But the I thought it was at least interesting that one of the reasons this so interesting to me as a superhero fan is this is, again, a flashpoint of a change in superhero writing and culture, if yeah. that makes sense. Um, so it's interesting for a lot of different reasons. It was also penciled by uh, Andy Kubert, who, again, you know, we, we've done a relatively on, good job. Did a relatively good job. But I think Jeff Johns is, is very interesting. He's, he's also just recently gone back to DC and he's doing Flashpoint Beyond, so it's and it's Thomas Wayne again. He's doing it again. Yeah, and it's Thomas Wayne again on the cover. So it's that he's doing the best part of this story again. Yeah, okay. Bloody twelve plus years later. Well, isn't that the way with this stuff? Yeah. It's it's never ending and circuitous is the word I'd use for it. And there'll always be content for us. That's the main thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting because I don't know if it's the Big Bang Theory effect, but there's this idea that nerd culture is intrinsically linked it's and, a big
1: part of it yeah
0: yeah and for me it doesn't really register like i th- I think i think there's so much more nerd culture as it exists but yeah in the noughties and to and you know in the in the noughties and teenies we don't really have a name for the 2010 to 2019 <laughs> yeah there's no good name for it um which is really interesting because of course we didn't have a great name for it in the twentieth century either, because it was just World War II. <laughs> 1914 to 1918,
1: you know what I mean? World War um, One.
0: Yeah, World War One, sorry.
1: <laughs> the Great War. At the time, they were like, World War One. It's like, why are you adding the one? Like, you'll see. They called it the Great War Yeah, back yeah. then.
0: Yeah. Um, you know that. <laughs> I, I... Uh yeah, and so yeah, that nerd culture became comic book culture. And I kind of think that there's so much more to it. There's like yeah. sci-fi and fantasy novels and, and we, classic video games. We're going to get
1: into all that that comes in comic book form, which I think we are going to be able to present to the audience and show these other aspects within the specific medium. And I think that's going to be... Uh, I mean, it has been interesting and it will continue to be interesting. On, so, on that note... Thank you for listening. If
0: you would like to explain to me why the Shazam Kid had a tiger, you can send us an email at comicliterate gmail.com you'd like to leave us a review, just Mm. wherever you are currently listening to this podcast, scroll down to the comment section and explain to me all of the reasons why Bruce Wayne, but why... (laughs) Thomas Wayne. Why Clark Kent's dad was not a Nazi. Yeah. And why Flashpoint is the pinnacle
1: of human endeavor. And if your app, and I've noticed this a lot, some of the apps don't have the review function. Yeah. If you do have that, then you can just pop along to Spotify or uh, Apple Podcasts, or, or pocket casts. or pocket casts, or Amazon podcasts. Any of those, uh, either send us a review or leave a review. Give a five star. Take a screenshot. Send it to us. Call us names, and we'll be happily. We'll read them out on we'll
0: the air. Read that shit out, baby. Of course. Good night. Thank you. Bye. Goodbye.